like a holiday weekend being the first of the playoffs and uh, just leaning into that by having some some background some secondhand mm-hmm. basketball actually thirdhand basketball sounds coming through on your end as you watch uh, the end of a good game so far all good games we have only good games in the playoffs yeah have, have all been been good so far, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, okay. towards the end of last night between the Nets and the Celtics, it got a little out of hand. And I think right. same with Nuggets and Blazers, but not anything crazier like, you know. But there was there was intrigue in Celtics-Nets with how uh, the Nets were sort of out of sorts and underperforming in the first half, which I didn't watch, but was kind of shocking to even uh, score watch. Right, and even you as a... Uh, fan of a super team or a team with multiple superstars on it that might have underperformed recently as well. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. You are being, you're doing the thing that I do. I'm just Uh, being a jerk. So it takes, of course, you have a keen eye for, for teams with superstars underperforming. Especially ones with, with KD on it. (laughs) So that's a clap back at me, Um, but it's been years since he was on any team that I've rooted for, uh, just putting that out there as well. So welcome back, years. Brian, to the podcast. In two years. Yeah, thank you. It has been thank multiple you. years. Good to be back. <laughs> yes, on this holiday weekend, um, I just thought while the plan tournament was still fresh in our minds, the excitement, uh, maybe the disappointment, all of that, that we could just talk about what's going on. And I also am relying on you since I am missing the end of the Knicks-Hawks game to keep us all posted on what's going on every step of the way. Not every step of the way, but, you know, maybe if someone gets ejected for seemingly no reason at all, just let, let us know, okay? <laughs> yeah, or, or if there's an awkward silence, I can, I can talk about you know who's in the who's in the stands. Sure. How Randall is doing? Just just give you some stats. Um, yeah. So right, yeah, you're you're in the closet um, in the dark. Uh, just There's looking a light bulb. There's sandwich. a bear bulb, uh, but no <laughs> okay. no TV. Yeah. And feel free yeah. to mute commercials. I, I'm thinking I'm hearing a commercial right now. Is that right. Not, not your sponsor, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we can't have any other commercials on here, so feel free to do that. All right, I'll do that. That's Thanks. not as romantic yeah. as, as the as the third-hand basketball sounds, for right, sure. Right, So, Brian, let's talk about the play-in tournament and what you experienced as a fan of a team who was involved in it but maybe – that wasn't the expectation at the beginning of the season, but just how did you feel about the whole the whole thing? As an invention, as a fan of the NBA, and also as a fan of the Lakers. Yeah, um, I I am pro um, uh, playing. I thought I thought it was pretty fun, um, and I thought the games were pretty fun, and and it made the uh, the intrigue of um, of of the the end of the season. Um, pretty fun as well and of course we saw a kind of different kind of tanking um that is typical of end of season end of the regular season um where it wasn't tanking to sort of get the worst record and land uh the highest chance for um for the lottery um it was this this pretty unique choose your own opponent 
for the first round right. kind of tanking with um with some of the teams on the west um just sort of you know trying to avoid each other trying to avoid the lakers but there was also um uh possibly the um the mavericks at one point um potentially uh, uh tanking their their own um their own game uh, to possibly avoid the Clippers um, depend, uh, although that that didn't work out. It didn't really seem was... to work out for them, but it is sort of working out for them so far, yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so that was that was kind of a new fun thing. Um, what, what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that the sort of strategies of where different teams want to land uh, and playing mm-hmm playing which team I think that was kind of fun to watch that uh, happen and how it could change from game to game what one team would need Mm -hmm. to do Uh, I also think that I just was so excited about the play-in tournament that I don't know if it would have mattered what happened during it because it was just the idea of it was so exciting it's kind of like the Super Bowl is really exciting that's not always going to be a good game but every a lot of Mm -hmm. people still watch it you still turn up to watch it because you just don't know and I yeah. think that it had that same allure to me that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, even though the first couple games weren't that interesting um, or as interesting as maybe any of the games the Warriors were involved with. <laughs> um, it still sure. uh, was just the idea of it was exciting. And I think that that was enough for me just to have the build up to it. What's going to happen here? You know, and having those mm-hmm. extra teams get this opportunity to to be in the play. I mean, it's just huge. Right. Uh, you um, drew the analogy to the Super Bowl and that sort of sense of event around it. But, it, um, you know, the uh, maybe a, a more obvious uh, parallel as well is um, is March Madness and and uh, that that sense of kind of one and done, um, you know, lose or go home, although it, it obviously um, isn't. Uh, uh, that way for every single game um, for for the seven and eight seeds, um, but but also uh, a little bit of fun in terms of um, you know the Cinderella teams uh, this year uh, kind of being um, you know sort of uh, I think inverted. Um, like I mean, you know, you would think that the playing team right uh, sort of has this like Cinderella. Um, team element to it but of course it's like it's like the lakers um getting in because of injuries and so that kind of flips things on end it's the warriors who um kind of fought to get into the playing team um and uh but of course they've they've been a a sort of dominant force and and such a kind of even though they were the underdogs um they're still such a kind of um highly touted and you know franchise um that cinderella team doesn't totally apply to them even if basketball wise um they would qualify for 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 that um for that label sure i mean i think that the it's the wizards that are the cinderella team uh and i mean but they had gotten to the eight spot before Mm -hmm. the the season ended and so really Mm -hmm. like the two teams from the east that got into the um Got that end up getting into the playoffs, like mm-hmm. it, it was actually what what it was at the end of the season before the plan tournament. It's the Warriors that messed everything up. <laughs> okay, but okay, so so now I, I revise since this is all live thoughts, of course. Um, 
thank you for tuning in, Dr. Adam Silver. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to. Uh, um, uh, now I want to revise and, and say, well, I mean, there will be no like maybe this is the norm. Maybe there will always be sort of underperforming teams um, that uh, seeding wise. Um, and that provides the intrigue of the plan. So like the Lakers as a team, like once healthy, sort of have no business, um, you know, playing in the plan. You could sort of argue that a team with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, um, uh, you know, healthy for the entire season, have no business kind of playing in the plan um, tournament. Um, and, you know, in... Um, in March Madness, like the Cinderella team are actually sort of the, the teams that come out of nowhere, not the major sort of universities with, um, with the stars um, attached. Um, but I don't think that can ever happen in basketball. I mean, I, I think or in the one NBA. Thing... Oh, right. Yeah. In the NBA that, that, that one of the kind of characteristics of the, um, of the NBA playoffs is that very often uh, it does come down to, to matchups and that kind of thing, but, but more often than not, certainly more often than baseball or football, um, the best team, uh, most well-rounded team, the most sort of, you know, championship caliber team or however you want to define that um, ends up winning um, that there aren't these sort of fluke um you know, bounce outs and, 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 and upsets that you see in other sports. And so maybe when it comes to, you know, the analogy of March Madness and, and, um, and the Cinderella team template there, um, that it actually is like year after year, if they continue to do this, it will be the sort of fluke kind of underperforming team, um, you know, like the Wizards or, or the Lakers. I keep including the, the Wizards, although it's sort of like, I don't know, maybe they are really bad aside from having two superstars. No. But like this, are, are, are they? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, I think that okay. – I mean, I, sorry. I think that they would be bad without Russell Westbrook and sure, uh, yeah. Bradley Beal. I mean, not, not bad, like um, not – I mean, they're still in the NBA. <laughs> I don't think that they'd sure. be in the playoffs without them. But I do think that, you know, they 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 got hit – their team got hit really hard by COVID and players sitting out. And mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. they struggled so much at the beginning of the season. So almost the opposite story of the Lakers where the Lakers were struggling a lot at the end of the season. And that's when the Wizards had all this momentum, which I actually think momentum plays a big role in – the success of a team in the play-in tournament because it's just mm -hmm. this extra sort of validation, this extra thing that you won mm -hmm. that you then get to go on to the next step. And I think that that can do a lot for like the mentality of a team. And I feel like the, like we'll see what happens with the Grizzlies tonight, but I think that right. like certainly the Wizards are like feeling some momentum right now uh, that they wouldn't if they had been at like the nine seed all year or something like that. Like they're feeling mm -hmm. like they're they've they've moved so uh, much from where they were earlier in the year that they're just mm -hmm. like riding this wave. Which of course is is sort of the 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 argument to not tanking and the whole sort of choose your own opponent uh, shuffle towards the end of it um, because that um, you know and again very small sample size and it's always going to be speculation and, and guesswork but like you know one can like point to the clippers and say you got what you deserve right where where like you you um uh 
weren't entering the playoffs, uh, sort of hitting the ground running, um, and you know, and and suffered a, a, a you know um, game one loss. Um, I, I I texted this to you because um, you roped me into a playoff bracket with with no money involved. Um, uh, I don't think the there's pierce, money involved. The pierce, <laughs> fun of it. Um, but you wrote me into the bracket, and I texted this to you during the, the sort of Wizards-Celtics game, which I was sort of, you know, watching here and there, more scoreboard watching than than actually watching the game. But I think I texted you that um, what if the Wizards were tanking that game in order to avoid the Nets? Um, yes. With, like, you know, with with people sort of... You know, and then I turn on the game and like people were commenting on how Russell Westbrook didn't look like Russell Westbrook. Um, so I don't know. That's that's a, another um, I don't know if other people have been thinking about that or or if that is just kind of, um, you know, <laughs> the fun of 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 uh, kicking up these these fun theories. It's also funny just this idea of Russell Westbrook not looking like Russell Westbrook because I think that like there's this erratic quality to his game where it's like mm-hmm. he is he just like you know one play it's, it seems like he's in complete control you know like drives to the hoop like per, like does this beautiful like you know layup and then the next it's like a a three pointer that like misses the backboard you know and so mm-hmm. it's just like what does mm-hmm. what does i mean besides having a shit ton of energy and like always bringing so much aggression um what does playing like russell westbrook what does that look like okay so um what's happening What's happening in the next Hawks game? So I just, I just, I just like blurted out D Rose. Um, so it was down to the last possession. It was, it was knotted up, um, and uh, and um, Trey Young uh, drove uh, to the basket, got fouled, hit two free throws. Um, more like 29 seconds left or so, uh, and the Knicks um, are kind of scrambling around. Julius Randle having a very poor shooting night, uh, shoots a three to win it all. It doesn't hit rim, but it does clink off the backboard and uh, the ball sort of makes its rounds a few more times. And then D Rose uh, hits a, a, a little jumper. So it's, so it's now tied. Tied. We're all tied up. Okay. Um, just go for it. Stan Van or Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Number three, because I don't know the player. Number three inbounds it. Trey, Trey Young has the ball, uh, takes it across uh, midcourt, dri- doing a lot of dribbling. He is open, a floater to win it. And he sinks it with 0.9 seconds left. Damn. And, and Trey Young, it, in a cut to Spike Lee, uh, arms akimbo, no arms, hands on his waist, oh. <laughs> just just upset. Is he shaking his head? Uh, no, he is stiff. He is stiff. Oh, okay, and, no um, movement there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Trey Young is. He, I, I think he's I mean, been kind of getting them with those floaters all night. I mean, that's that's not yeah. great that he was able to get that off. But he, uh, his ability to to create um and and uh and yeah sort of lure guys out um just to create space and 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 dart past them is is really good i mean you know devin booker is really good devin booker reminds me a lot of is um, he? 
<laughs> I was going to say Devin Booker reminds me a lot of Kobe's game. Um, and in that, like when he's going, there's something kind of, um, unstoppable about it. Uh, like you, unless you, you throw, um, two guys at him, like sort of consistently. Um, and all those little like jump kind of, shots, like he has so many, yeah. he just, you know, he, he's got the three, he can, you know, mm-hmm. drive. And then he has all these beautiful, like turnaround, uh, like there's something, there's, there, there's something like, you know, you forgive three, like not totally, but like threes going, uh, I don't know. There, there's something kind of so assured and like confident about like, um, a guy who is, going down to hit it to hit it too to hit it you know and that is that was devin booker today and um and 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 certainly kobe back in the day as well all right um 0.9 seconds left um yeah. somebody is inbounding it and i don't think they're gonna get oh no no I, i'm not sure randall got it off in time um but he missed it anyways so um seems like so the, the hawks, hawks might have won yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I mean, I have I'm I've picked the Knicks and I'm rooting for the Knicks, so I'm not laughing at yeah. the fact that they lost. I'm laughing at no, your, I am too. your I, I think play by is, play. Yeah. Who did you? Um, how many games do you have this going? I forget how many games I I have this going. So, I'm sorry. If it, did you have like Knicks in in six? Uh, I think I had Knicks in seven. I think this was a long, a long I one think for that me. I either put six or seven, and I might have put six just because Nixon six sounds great. Sure, um, bumper sticker. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I feel like this is going to go seven. Um, this is they seem pretty well matched. It's um, exciting. I think it could be a great series, and it's just fun to have two teams that haven't had like that um, sort of evenly matched opponent. And so long, like the Hawks were getting into the Eastern Conference Finals, but then the Cavs were sweeping them. So it's just fun to see. And then the Knicks not having been near the playoffs in a while. It's fun to see just like them going up against each other. Mm-hmm. Well matched, well matched. Yeah. Yeah. God, so much good basketball. It's been, uh, or maybe like so much bad basketball. I don't know. It's just like so much close basketball. It's been exhilarating. <laughs> This reminds me of, I, I sent you this picture, um, you know, months ago um, when I uh, went to a record store and I came across a bin of vinyl um, under the category of sports. Um, and they had these like vinyl records of, of like game uh, broadcast, which is amazing <laughs> to me. And so this is going to be a kind of 2021 version of that, where it's like, it's just preserved for posterity uh, for your fans specifically. Um, right. of, of, of just like, you know, somebody uh, narrating live uh, a, a game unfolding. Um, but, but also that whole vinyl bin, I mean, I, you know, I want it like, it's such a wild thing to, 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 um, you know, before, I don't know, before regular television broadcasts, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there's also just maybe some nostalgia there as far as like wanting to maybe listen to something great over and over again, or something that was exciting. Yeah. I, I, I think one of my but, favorite, but, but I think, 
but, but but I think it, you know those records were sort of minted during their time. I think for for people, you know, just because you know, obviously, it's not like you can you, you could then access just replays and like um, uh, you know, or or the, the TV would would just air reruns and that kind of thing. Um, I think it was a kind of you know even before nostalgia set in, um, wanting to sort of relive it because media was you know, um, obviously not as, as plentiful and oversaturated as it is today. Um, that if you, even if you heard the game or maybe you missed the game because you were working or something, you know, um, there's something exciting about like ordering that vinyl just so you could hear it unfold in, in, in real time. Um, you know, even, even if it's like, you know, uh, you know, you already uh, know what happens, uh, right. Even if you already know what happens and, and a week has gone by, you know, or, yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing that I really like is listening to announcers um, go nuts at the end of, you know, if there's like a game winning shot or something. Wait, so the game's yeah. over, so you can definitely mute it now, right? <laughs> the TV. <laughs> right, right. So it's just Trey Young. Um, yeah. sure. The yeah. play by play of his post game interview is not necessary. Um, <laughs> so I was just thinking of like, you know broadcasters like screaming and like kind of losing their minds and when uh you get to hear that in you know five different languages or something and how exciting that was and i was thinking Mm -hmm. that when i called you and i could hear the game in the background like what if you lost your mind if julius randall had (laughs) made a shot in like you know 0.9 seconds or whatever um and you would have just been screaming and uh and it's like the first game of a seven game series anyways i was just really hoping that that was what was going to happen on the podcast um (laughs) but i think you know we can't it can't always be that <laughs> right you're gonna have to just for um you know uh, for the next shows you record with various guests you, you're just gonna have to schedule them in the sort of fourth quarter of, of, of every playoff game um just to just to you know it'll be an audition too you know, like who who has the jobs who has the ability to do it right you know? who who who's the next who's our next great broadcaster you know we've got some some people to replace here Um, that's exciting. Yeah. So you are a fan. I mean, one thing that you brought up earlier about not having a large sample size for, we don't, we don't really have any besides this sampling Mm -hmm. of what the play in tournament is like, what, what its possibilities are, like the quality of the games, things like that. And I just think that I just want to see this play out forever. Or I mean, you know, for several years, uh, to see what that's like. I think Shaq recently said, I'm okay with, uh, I was about to try and, uh, pretend I'm Shaq, but it's just not, it's like not in my wheelhouse. He's, he's on the screen right now. So it would have been really eerie to like be watching him on mute as, as you. <laughs> yeah. Him. But I don't think what I was going to do would have been eerie because I think it would have just sounded ridiculous. Shaq said that he was okay with the NBA doing the plan tournament this year because, you know, it's, uh, a weird year. Mm-hmm. But that he doesn't think it should ever happen again. And then I saw Jamal Murray tweeted earlier, like, enough of this nonsense about, you know, a mid-season tournament or whatever. Like, they've, like the NBA's mm-hmm. got to stop. And I don't really know the details of what that mid-season tournament would look like. But I'm kind of just, you know, I, um, I'm a Jamal Murray fan, Shaq fan uh, for the most part. I'm also just like, yeah, I think we should just try those things like they're it all it all just sounds so exciting this idea of like trying some new stuff and seeing how it works and for sure I think you know if if 
the other um, two playing games, I mean, just like if all the games had been really close, like for sure this would have been like a huge success and it might be considered a success anyways by the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just think that like it just needs more time and, and you know, I just want more, more, uh, more samples. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think for it to be really, um, you know, truly meaningful and not just a kind of, you know, money grab because it, it, um, I think is doing well in ratings, uh, the, the Lakers, um, Warriors game. Um, I don't, I don't know the comparative numbers and all that, but I, I know that, um, it was, um, um, it, it sort of offered numbers or, or got numbers that it hadn't in, in multiple years, even if multiple means two, as you're, as, as, you, as, as you've established, um, but yeah, in multiple years. Um, but um, but yeah, well, what I was going to say is, is if um, uh, for it to be actually sort of meaningful and not just be a way for the league to make money, I think uh, is if I don't know if there is a sort of real kind of Cinderella team um, aspect to it that that like the teams that make it out of there. Um, you know, unexpected teams that make it out of there um, can actually sort of win it all, you know, um, because, right, like, regardless of sort of what happened this year, it has the potential for it to just be exciting uh, with like, okay, the winner of this play-in tournament gets to get beat by the first and second seed, you know, which you would expect for for that to happen. Um, so, um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, but, but like, uh, do, do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, what, I, mean, I guess what, I just think that like, there's no, there won't, there, there just can't be the same. Um, so like the wizards getting into the playoffs, like that was a big deal at the end of the regular season. And I mean, it's a big deal to, just based on what their record was at like, you know, the midway mm-hmm. point, but it's not a Cinderella team in the sense that like the, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be a, uh, a downer, but like the wizards right. aren't gonna, you know, maybe get to the Western conference finals right. or get to the final. So it's like, it's this like mini, it's this other thing. And I also think it doesn't have the same, like, I don't think teams can come out of nowhere that they, as they can in mm-hmm. the March mm-hmm. madness tournament where it's like, wait, where's this school? <laughs> like right, who, right. who's so, this guy? So- so, so, so I think like, uh, yeah, l- let me, um, modify what I just said a little bit then like, you know, um, I think it is a win and it is meaningful if teams make the playoffs and it, and it's like substantially financially and just, just symbolically, I think meaningful for that team to make the playoffs, you know? Um, and maybe this is because, you know, I'm a spoiled brat. Um, asshole Lakers fan. Um, all true, where, all true, all true. Where, 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 you know, making the playoffs, you know, to to um, to repeat the off-quoted Laker line and Kobe line. I'm sorry, this is just going to turn like everybody is um, uh, on, on me. But you know, we don't we don't hang um, um, uh, uh, conference banners. There's no room <laughs> for the conference banners. Right. Okay. So. Um, 
Um, but uh, if there are, like, I feel like there's there's financial actual sort of consideration, right, for um, for um, teams to make the playoffs. And then, of course, there's the sort of, like, you know, team building thing of, like, young guys, um, you know, if it's a young team and they make it to the bright, bright lights of the, of the playoffs, um, that could be meaningful for them, too, uh, to just sort of experience that and, um, and get their legs there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like, right, I, I, I think I was perhaps looking at it as, as sort of too championship robust, um, but there are... Um, you know, I think other other benefits to to um, to the playing team um, and 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 to the Cinderella teams. Just you know, an actual sort of accomplishment like making making the playoffs and getting in. Absolutely, and I mean, I think that's what makes it fun. Also, is that there's these like steps along the way that are also just fun to acknowledge or you know I I guess when I was saying you know it's true that you're an asshole Lakers fan like I have to acknowledge that I'm kind of an asshole Warriors fan Mm -hmm. and you know I did not want to see the Warriors lose I mean I don't want to see them lose ever I don't think Mm -hmm. but you know what what a wonderful game that was and like how amazing Ja Morant was and just you know Mm -hmm. some kind of um that just yeah. was sort of this, uh, there was this like energy there, or, like a shift of energy or like a pass, mm-hmm. like not, not like a torch passing because the Warriors are going to win it all next year, but just this like, um, this, this sort of, uh, I don't know, just this victory for this team that, that isn't the yeah. Cinderella team, but also just like, wasn't, they weren't expected. Well, right. And, 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 and I think, um, like a whole lot, uh, more people now, you know, a whole lot more casuals, um, uh, know, know John Morant now, um, and are like perhaps even fans of John Morant because, because of his performance, um, uh, in the playing game. And like, that is probably like a huge win for him that even if the Grizzlies don't go anywhere, um, and they likely won't make it past the first round, like, the like John Morant has had like a, a like he's ending his season um, with certain with great success um, because of his performance in the in the playing game and because of the eyes um, sort of who, who are now um, familiar with him um, and 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 you know and and, and and many converted fans I would imagine too um, because yeah he had a great showing and you know that's that's. I mean, that right there is, is, you know, financial considerations and, and boost to confidence and, and really valuable experience too. Um, you know, that, that people say that like, right. Like the, the sort of do or die meaningful games is kind of where, um, you know, what, what, what kind of builds championship medal and, and, and winning medal and, and one needs to sort of get used to that. And even two games in, in a playing game, I, I think is, is really valuable experience. Super pressure. I mean, high pressure situations, you know, yeah. yeah. Like just really having to, to step up. Uh, and, um, absolutely. I think that they, they for sure can, can offer, um, maybe like, even more high pressure than game three of the jazz now playing the Grizzlies, you know? So it's like having, I mean, I guess that has been said to be a little bit of like a black hole for, for like money for the NBA now that particular series. Um, But (laughs) I I think that, 
um, still, that's just exciting. And it was exciting. I mean, it was, I was sad, but I was also like, God, I just watched this amazing game of basketball uh, and kind of watched this, like, tran- this, you know, person, this player become like a superstar yeah. for his team. I mean, it already was, mm-hmm. but just like on this huge stage. So right. that was really exciting. Yeah. Um, and so Jeff Van Gundy has said that he thinks that the play-in tournament should be extended to the, uh, um, I guess, the sixth and the fifth seed as well. Whoa. So it would be like six teams playing, and then the top four teams would be in. Interesting. Um, and, like, I'm not opposed to that either uh, at like, all. Um, do, do you know how that, that would work? So, like, if, if five and six play, do they, do they, do they then have to uh, – does five – um, uh, get the fifth seed and then the sixth um, seed loser of that game has to play the seventh, the winner of the seven eighth. Yeah, is, is, sure. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think yes that it would just it would work. We would just be adding. We just like be backing up a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so it would it would just be uh, some more some more games, some more uh, sudden death. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Is this where you draw the line? I mean, I just think that there's not. I mean, I guess I just feel like. Um, I just don't know. There's not a reason not to, to do it if we're doing this. But I, I can understand, you know, not wanting to, to do anything fun or exciting as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't do, you know, I don't like everything that Jeff Van Gundy says. So <laughs> that was just something that was interesting mm-hmm. to me. I mean, maybe the whole thing should be... Uh, a play-in tournament. Like, maybe whoever wins the play-in tournament just wins it all. Um, and there's no in. It's just a tournament. A play tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you into the mid-season um, thing? I'm, I'm not sure how it would work and, and how that would affect seating. Or, or are they... For, for a while in, um, in, in baseball, they made... And this was a terrible idea. Uh, but for a while the winner of the all-star game got home field advantage. Like, like the, the way, like if, if the um, national league or, or right. American league, like regardless of who had the better record, um, uh, that um, if you belong to that league, you got home field advantage, which has, you know, maybe lasted for, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so. Um, I think routinely um, sort of hated before, yeah. Um, before they pulled it, um, would the would the mid season tournament have those sort of playoff implications? I think it could have seeding implications, but then that of course we probably wouldn't have that extended play in tournament <laughs> at the end that would yeah. mess with the seeding. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess I'm just for whatever creates more like high intensity games more often, and I think like mm-hmm. in the middle of the season is when. You know, and maybe towards the end of the season, sometimes for certain teams, depending on where they are, like just things can get a little, like things can start to lag and feel kind of sluggish. And I just mm-hmm. think that it'd be fun to have, I mean, they need, players need to rest. I totally get that. And, um, you know, there's been so many injuries this year and stuff like that. And I don't want, I don't want that situation to get any worse. I just, I think just like anything that creates more of that yeah, we need to win this. It makes a difference for us uh, either later on or, you know, in two days from now. I 
I just, yeah, want more of that. Oh, yes, this is Jake. the question. This is the question that I wanted. Yes, my jokes. I wanted to ask you this question at the beginning of the podcast to set the tone, but I guess I'll do it now. Um, yeah. Do you think that players and refs consider each other coworkers? <laughs> um, <laughs> what's what what's the definition of of like is it no no well well kind of i was about to ask that i was about to ask what is the definition of a colleague like so for example if um like what do or what did sort of be morbid um like steve jobs and sort of like mark zuckerberg um uh consider themselves as oh uh, that is not my area of expertise i okay. mean like but, jerks but, but, fellow but I, jerks no not steve jobs right. sorry I, I, I Zuckerberg. Think, well he was he was kind of a jerk too but but i think um uh i think what what i'm saying is like a co-worker to me seems like oh we work for the same company um right and so like the player might consider the the um the training staff their co-worker um Right. You know I mean? So I but looked like, up colleague. Let me give you colleague. Okay. Definition of colleague: an associate or coworker, typically in a profession or in a civil office, and often of similar rank or state. A fellow worker or professional. So a fellow worker or professional feels like, yeah, definitely the refs and the players are colleagues. Um, but if we're talking about like of a similar rank, um, yeah. but then like you know Julius Randle would be a colleague, a work colleague of Trey Young. <laughs> Right, right. Whereas they're not, they're not coworkers, right? I mean, but that's right. Wait, wait, wait. They could be coworkers. Hold on. Coworker definition. Yeah, but then, like, there are these sort of multiple definitions, and and I feel like you know, um, one who works with another. <laughs> one who works with another, but but I feel like we should, for for this question, draw the line at like you know, if they're not on the same team slash company. Then I don't think we should we should consider them coworkers, but maybe colleagues. But I'm they do sure work for should... the same company. They they uh, they what, the NBA. Yeah, the NBA. Like they're okay. not, you know, like you know, like players from different teams aren't hanging out by the water cooler together, but they're all employed by the same company and they deal with the same, you know, they they are they they're that, they're is, operating is, within is the same system. Right? Are you ready for the are difference they... between a colleague and a coworker? 
Oh, did you Google that? Yeah. Yeah. A colleague is a person in your agency with whom you work and who is largely equal to you, whereas a coworker is a person in your agency with whom you don't necessarily directly work and they may also be superior oh or lower God. to you in rank. Okay, so so refs. Colleague what, is actually tighter. Colleague, yeah. Colleague is, so, a, is actually sort of like a, a, a you know, smaller circle. Well, I think that the players could be colleagues or coworkers with each other, but I think that the refs are maybe um, maybe co uh, coworkers. No. Oh wait. Okay. Yes. But like, but I'm. I still don't love it. You know. So what I'm trying to say is Cameron Payne's coworker really fucked him over today. Is what I'm trying to <laughs> oh say. Oh my god. What 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 if we like associates? Work associates. <laughs> um. What is what is the definition of somebody who works in the same industry but is clearly not? Because yes, you you might pull a technicality like oh they work for the same association, dear Adam Silver. Um, but but like I don't. Um, I just for the purposes of, of the question, I, I feel like that's not helpful. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that like everyone that works in the NBA is a colleague of each other or a coworker. But I just think that like people who are spending most of their time in the same place at the same time and mm -hmm. sort of working to create this product together, um, coaches. Well, coaches are not a coworker, but um, I guess yeah, I, I, I don't because there is that hierarchy, but. So I'm just I'm not sure, um, but I just think no wait. That... Co coaches are probably coworker, but not colleagues. Right? Uh, well, I left that definition just one second. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I guess the coaches are coworkers of the players, and I would say that maybe the refs are maybe coworkers, but I don't think they okay. have a higher ranking. No, they don't. But but okay. So I'm I'm maybe sliding towards or accepting um, coworkers. Coworkers no. for the refs. Refs, yeah. Okay, and then and then, you know, Steph Curry is John Morant's colleague, work colleague. Yeah, I mean, you know, competitor colleague. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I for for I don't know why I remember this. Um, but, um, but, uh, again, a uh, reference that, that dates me, uh, similar to the Marv Albert scandal. Um, but I, I don't know why I remember this, but, um, uh, when Peter Jennings, do you know who that is? <laughs> do you know no. Tom Brokaw? Yeah. Do you know Tom? Okay. So, uh, Peter Jennings was the, um, evening news anchor on ABC, Tom Brokaw on NBC, uh, and Peter Jennings, I think, um, was diagnosed with cancer at, at one point um, and uh, I think ended up dying from it. Um, but uh, Tom Brokaw, I remember watching um, the NBC um, evening news and Tom Brokaw just sort of at the end uh, said, and, and finally, um, my and that's actually a pretty good impersonation. I was going to say, um, I'm so glad you are doing this impersonation. <laughs> um, but that's, that's all I'll do. Um, uh, is, is that, you know, he said, and finally, um, you know, my, my colleague and competitor, Peter Jennings, you know, um, and then sort of like, you know, just, just had a sentence about, about, uh, uh, about, about the news. So colleague and competitor, um, Got it. and I, and I specifically remember him saying that I have no idea why. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I think that that is this, a nice bow on that question because it's something <laughs> I've been thinking about a lot, and especially when there is um, – well, because I, I do feel like refs, I mean, specifically have this kind of power. I mean, they do have power and authority that, like, players don't have, and, and refs can certainly impact a game. And I'm just thinking about um, – how you know we often see players like you know going at it with refs and like not holding back mm-hmm. and like being really clear with them and sometimes in a in a really purposeful way mm-hmm. um and i just was thinking i was like i wonder if they think of them as colleagues <laughs> um or coworkers or just like that they you know how that how that works out and uh even though there are people that they like you know they they have to listen to at a certain point yeah. they they don't get to say what happens Right. I mean, I, 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 I like that sort of line of, of inquiry or this, this discussion because, right. Like, um, you, um, you know, like transposing that to, um, you know, the corporate world or an office job or something, right. There are other departments that you have to be political with and other departments that you have to, um, you know, not, um, um, not necessarily, you know, be as as exaggerated or dramatic as playing mind games with, um, but uh, right, just kind of interdepartmental politics happens sort of all the time, and you can see that playing out on the court where you want to be on the good side, and at the same time you also want to like chew them out so that it is sort of you know. Um, there's a cumulative effect as well, uh, so that they call the next foul. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and, and there's that, you know, and there's, of course, the balance of, like, are you a veteran? Are you a rookie? Are you a superstar? Are you a nobody? You know? Um, so all of that kind of um, office politics can also be, uh, I think, um, um, kind of grafted onto this analogy. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of share an office, but also, like, they have different zones that kind of belong to, to each of them. And so I'm just thinking about when a, when a foul is called, the player is upset about it. And like the ref is kind of turning around and like signaling to, you know, the, the scorekeeper or whatever, who, who the mm-hmm. foul was on, like putting up their hands. Like that's kind of like the ref in their office, <laughs> like doing their job, like uh, completing their task. And then the player is just like standing next to them, like um, whining, nagging, uh, contemplating what happened with yeah. them uh, and sort of like filing their complaints. And I feel like that's like, you know, they're kind of like stepping into the ref's business there, but then the ref is like always up in their business on the court yeah. as well. Um, yeah. So just something I've been, been thinking about and I know, you know, with the, uh, the bubble, like uh, refs were, even though everyone was getting tested all the time and everyone is playing and sweating and breathing on each other and running up and down the court, I think that the refs were kept away from the players where the players lived uh, during that time. And uh, I mean, which I think makes sense, but I'm also like, they are, you know, they work really closely together all the time. Well, the bubble, the bubble makes it seem like, you know, um, <laughs> that, that also kind of provides, um, clarity in in terms of that context with, with this question of colleagues and coworkers too, because that makes me think of like, um, 
you know, sort of like an exposition or a conference uh, of an industry. And so multiple kind of companies um, sort of converging onto the same city and sharing the same hotel spaces and sharing, the, you know, like running into each other in the lobby, um, you know, uh, at the conference and sort of talking shop. Um, the bubble uh, was almost, you know, uh, like a, a corporate, you know, like a different version of that corporate um, experience, you know, uh, you know, with the reports of like, well, who's who's eating lunch with who and that kind of thing. Although maybe I'm making that up because I think that they're eating protocols. lunch separately. I mean, yeah, I think that right. all the <laughs> reps are eating lunch with. I mean, also just like it can't. I don't think that there can be publicly. I mean, I think that you know, whenever I see players and refs like joking around with each other laughing whatever it is like I find that really sort of heartwarming but I just think that mm -hmm. like too much of that can you know outside of the game could look you know suspicious yeah. in some way well it's also interesting I was thinking because players and refs like must live I mean not not financially but like their lifestyles could be similar as far as having to travel all the time um having to oh, stay yeah. in shape loving basketball well, I mean... that's like three things right there that they that they all have to do and so maybe there could be a romance between a ref and a player that that well, could sure. be handled in a in a you know because they have shared interests there so i, I do want to address the elephant in the closet with me i'm not sure yeah. if it's also with you um today's game and that we are sworn <laughs> enemies <laughs> Uh, because since the Warriors have been knocked out, of course, my 25% of my basketball heart belongs to the Phoenix Suns. And yeah. uh, it's a really strong 25%, a really emotional 25%. And and also, I mean, I think I think it, you know, for your sponsors, you have to pretend to, to like the Suns, right? Um, I don't know. if it, I, well, Let's just say I, if I do have to pretend, it doesn't matter because I'm not pretending. Um, this is a very serious team. Very good answer. Yeah. And um, I think no, they have a real shot. A and I'm, yeah, they're, yeah. I think they're, I think Devin Booker can, uh, you know, um, right. I mean, um, Frank Vogel, I think is really good at in, series adjustments um so it'll be interesting to see what he does i don't i'm not smart enough to 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 know what exactly what that will be um but um but yeah i mean i it seems as though devin booker um um will be able to kind of you know get whatever he wants uh unless um there's just you know really heavy doubling and um uh, but it seems like the Suns are kind of deep enough uh, to the point where it may not make sense to double him so consistently. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that the Suns are going to win every game in this series at all. I mean, I really want them to win this series. I have series, them in six. But... I have the Lakers winning in six. Okay. What, what did you do? So I, this was my one emotional, I let myself have one emotional prediction, and this is the Suns. I think I had the Suns in seven. Oh, great. Um, That's so, exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I was, even if. Like, I think it could happen. I think it could happen. I, I think that they're not the favorite, but I, because I I think that the the Lakers are just out of sync right now. And like mm -hmm. that, out that they could be in sync, like in the next game. And then they're yeah. going to have, you know, and then it's going to be like, oh shit. Yeah. It's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And now they have Andre Drummond too. And like, 
law. Uh, so I think Andre Drummond well, is not but, contributing much. But in but in my in this scenario of game two, he is contributing <laughs> a lot, and it's it's scary for the he's not, So no, <laughs> he's not he's not going to be impactful. I'm just Marcus All might. Well, Marcus. if they let him play, he could well, exactly. have a much bigger impact we than need, he did like, today. Like uh, Schroeder hasn't been good for us, and so we we need a second playmaker, and and Marcus All is 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 like the best playmaker aside from LeBron right now. So what's going on with Schroeder? Because he was so good. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I so obviously he's been out for a couple of weeks, and then he had a pretty he was really ineffective in the playing game um and uh you know was but he, benched, I mean, he is uh, great basically he down is the stretch. great uh but no he no he can be but yeah. for stretches and and um um but i'm not sure he's great with um you know lebron and ad i think he is maybe his role is more so of a spark plug coming off the bench and kind of more um playmaking against uh, a lesser unit um and uh, you know scoring uh, against a lesser unit but but i don't know it you know it could just be sort of two games before he uh gets back into the swing of things um but yeah i mean um throughout this season there have been some games where it feels like you know well what's going on like what happened to that like you know really you know that instant offense guy yeah, um, and he's so smooth i mean he can be so smooth like within that you know, just yeah. like hit driving and, and but a uh, lot of it, I think out. a lot of it is, yeah, a lot of it is matchups and, and I, I don't think he is very good defensively. He definitely wasn't good defensively against the Warriors. Um, and for this, um, this series, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. How, um, um, how good he's, he's going to be. Um, and and Caruso, you know, like uh, don't even say his name on this show. That's today. ridiculous. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I actually didn't even like. I, I had like warm feelings towards him, like until six hours ago. What? Because he got shoved and well, he oh fought God. back. I think that he made his body fall to the ground in a way that it wouldn't have, um, I don't think that that was, uh, I think he flopped is what I'm saying. I'm using that I th- word. I think, I think students, uh, students, uh, um, <laughs> I think, I think, um, players, uh, exaggerate contact, uh, or no to exaggerate contact, just sort of out of habit. Um, but he's, he's just not a flopper. Um, and flopping is, is a habit. And I don't think that was a flop either. I think that was legitimate contact. Like I think there was some contact. I think that he exaggerated it, and then I think that he um, handled it immaturely afterwards. Well, and I, Cameron sure, Payne immature. also handled it immaturely, but it's just like, I but I, I'm, think, I wouldn't I handle it any better. You, but I, I don't think he would um, sort of get so pissed if the, if there wasn't if it was a pure flop. Like he wouldn't draw further attention to uh, to it if it was a pure flop. Okay, so who who deserves the most that. punishment here in your in your eyes? Who deserves the most punishment? Um, uh, you know, Montrez was going in for a bear hug. It was all about love uh, there. 
Um, and he, he just got couldn't a little, wait. He couldn't wait he any longer. He had to sprint. Like, yeah. Um, um, and that was, that was, um, uh, you know, um, the, just him not being out of control, which of course is, um, you know, uh, sometimes liability on offense too. You like how I'm bringing it back to basketball. Um, Caruso was just standing up for himself. Um, so probably pain. Um, I, as I told you, like, did you deserve two texts um, in that span? That seems like it was meant to just offset the, the like two technicals for the, for the Lakers and two technicals for the Suns. It seems like it was meant to just really do that. Did he deserve two technicals? Probably not, but I probably feel like he deserved one and a half. Like, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that first one uh, was necessarily a pure basketball play. Um, no. So, so one and a half. So one and a half. So, so I think we agree so on that. So the answer is Cameron Payne. Wait, no, hold on. Hold on. So I think that I understand, I, I, I can understand that maybe Caruso should get a technical, Cameron Payne should get a common foul called on him and a technical, maybe. Like, I feel like that's one and a half. To me, that's one and a half. So we agree yeah. on that. I think that Montrez Harrell, who was not, like, I, I think that there has to be a certain amount of uh, sort of understanding for people getting caught up in the moment. Like, Caruso, he got pushed, so you say. He got pushed, and he gets up. <laughs> Am I hearing this from a Suns fan who, Amari Stoudemire, <laughs> getting caught up in the moment and getting getting suspended for a game I'm so when sorry. all he wanted to do was was defend his guy his, his Steve Nash on the floor um, who also exaggerated contact by the way <laughs> okay so I cannot speak on behalf of Sun incidents um, within the Suns organization <laughs> and incidences that they were involved in over a decade ago when I was barely knew that Arizona was a state. Um, so I will Wait, not answer that. Uh, I will continue with what I was saying that I can understand if Caruso thought he got pushed, he gets yeah. up, he smacks yeah. the ball out of from Cameron yeah. Payne's hands. All of that interaction feels like they're it's they're caught up in the moment. Cameron Payne wasn't expecting yeah. it. He's he he push he throws the ball whatever it is. Right. Like that behavior feels, you know, even if it's like, oh, they're adults, whatever. It's like that's all understandable. I that could be yeah. me. I also just like Montrez Harrell was not a part of that situation and he ran over and like kind of threw his body into Cameron Payne while keeping Cameron Payne from falling. But, like, the yeah, only reason... Was, it, was, it was accidental that he ran into The him. only reason Cameron Payne would have fallen was because of Montrose Harrell. So I feel like Montrose Harrell was the one that was out of a little bit out of control in that situation and inserting himself into something in a way that, like, he had, he, he had the time and the space to make the decision to get involved in that. And I think that he should have been the one that was ejected from the game with Caruso getting a technical and... Uh, Karen Payne getting a technical and a common foul. So, so let me get this straight. You thought Montrez Harrell should have been ejected for the game for that that clip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there, there you go. Well, like yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't, I don't even have to. Just, I feel like your dear listeners uh, are on my side. Like, I don't even have to like make my case. Like if you think Montrez Harrell um, over aggressive bear hug um, should have been ejected for that, then, then all right. You know, I don't think he was there. He wasn't there. Like he wasn't bearing goodwill for Cameron Payne. (sighs) 
Well, of course, but like how often do <laughs> do players rush to other players when there is a scrum? They almost do it, um, uh, you know, like kind of out of obligation, um, you know, as well as like a, a little bit of like adrenaline bloodthirst too. Um, but um, but no, of course he didn't have like goodwill towards Cameron, but like clearly he, he was out of control and he didn't mean to knock him over. Um, it was almost like a out of a romantic comedy. It looked like a meat cute, you know, it was a scene from Notting Hill where like, Oh my God, Hugh, you, Hugh are, Grant, you are incapable. Grant, like spills orange juice on Julia Roberts. Oh and it's like, oh, uh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then they fall in love. Uh, and she's like, I'm just a girl. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I think that my listeners know it that you, was, you've gone around the cute. bend. And I think we collectively know that the person that was not in control and acting erratically in that situation was Montrezl Harrell. And now it's you, me. because you said earlier you, you were speaking objectively, not earlier on the conversation, but earlier in text messages, you said you were speaking objectively about this. Yeah. And you have just proven with this Notting Hill comparison that you are incapable of that for a player that's played for less than a year for your team. So, okay, I think we both know how how this people know where we, we stand we can, we can we can let we can let your your listeners decide is it screwball comedy mishap um or or deserving of a, a you know a, ejection um you know I just, we've both I made, happen, made, made our case i happen to think that if montrez harrell hadn't sort of grabbed on to uh cameron payne the way that he did that he would have just been up in his face in a much more aggressive, non, um, yeah. non a Hugh Grant way. That would right. have been Which, really ugly. And so I just think but, that but like also happens in basketball all the time, and they don't and people don't get ejected for that. I just don't. I think that someone got ejected, and it was the wrong person. And I also think that this does not happen all the time. It doesn't happen all the time. It happens sometimes, but this is like game one. And it's just... It happens all the time. I don't think it happens all the time. I mean, I'm not saying it's a big deal. I'm just saying I don't think it happens all the time. It's the only game that it happened in this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, well. So, I mean, whatever. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you're absolutely right, and I just need to watch <laughs> Notting Hill again. Uh, but um, we'll just let that be... Uh, we'll let that lie where it will and I hope that yeah. uh going forward there's lots of goodwill on both yeah. sides. And, love. and I yeah. have had directed a lot of my anger at Caruso and I'm not saying that I'm not that's over, but I think um, you know, I can understand why he reacted the way he did. Yeah. It's my guy. Oh my god. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, don't go Lakers. Yeah. Uh, no offense. Uh, go Suns. And mm-hmm. um, I think it should be fun. I can't wait for more games. I mean, there's one going on right now. Yeah. Which you can watch. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for having me. Yes. Have we'll. Uh, thanks for coming on, and we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.